0: Well, hi, everyone. I hope that you are doing well wherever this podcast finds you. My name is Heidi St. John, and you have found me at my little corner of the internet. This is the Off the Bench Podcast, and today we're going to tackle a topic that I don't get very often, but a wonderful young father wrote into me a few weeks ago and asked me specifically about how to know what the will of God is in his life. This is a fantastic question. We're going to talk about it today. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, if you guys aren't watching the headlines, uh, today's Tuesday, and so there's a possibility, according to the news, that President Trump may face arrest today. So we're going to see what happens by the time this podcast airs. Uh, This may have been a big nothing burger. Who knows? I thought to myself, boy, if they arrest President Trump, that's going to ensure a wild ride for the 2024 election season that's right around the corner And it really reminded me that we need to be in prayer over the leadership of our nation. So much of what we're facing in the country right now is a direct result of an abandonment, I think by and large of the church, especially of what the Bible says to do. We have not been listening to him. We've certainly not been following him, not been obeying him. And it really does come back to what we value. And what we care about in this country. And so as we watch the news unfold, the, the job of the church, and you guys have heard me say this before, but I'm just going to keep saying it, our job is to focus on the jurisdiction God has given us and to listen for his voice as believers. Micah 6, 8 says, He has shown thee, O man, what is good and what the Lord requires of thee, to live justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with the Lord that really is the starting point for every single believer. And whether you're considering a run for politics, which we're going to talk about probably a little bit next week, uh, I'm going to give you guys a primer. So if you're interested in running for office, you're interested in getting uh, elected to school board or running for city council or running for a state seat or even a federal seat, there's a few things that you need to know. And uh, I'm going to have a special guest come on and talk about what those are in the hopes that some of you guys are going to be encouraged enough to want to run for a, an elected position. But as believers, we always want to be asking the Lord before we make any decision, Father, what do you want? What do what does God want for me? We know that God loves us that his heart for us is always ever only good. And so one of the things that we want to do as Christians is to be seeking always to walk in such a way that it pleases the Lord. So the Bible forbids stealing, right? So this is one example. So you wouldn't ever say, well, it's it's God's will that I would take this and such a thing that doesn't belong to me. We know that's not true. Uh, years ago, a woman at our church approached me and she was in a marriage that she was unhappy in. And she said she'd been talking to the Lord and just praying over what she should do. And as she was praying over it, she met this man And he went to her friend's church and they just hit it off. And she said, I just know that it's God's will now that I divorce my husband. Well, we know that that's not God's will, right? (laughs) Because come on, you guys, God's not going to ask you to do something that's contrary to his word. In other words, he's not going to ask you to steal that lipstick at Walgreens and he's not going to ask you to steal your neighbor's husband, right? If something goes against the word of God, you can be guaranteed it goes against the will of God. So we don't even need to pray about something like that, right? So we want to be sure that we're considering whatever the decision is that we're considering, that it will glorify God, all right? And so knowing God's will can be difficult, I think, largely because most of the time it requires extreme amounts of patience. You heard me talk last week about perseverance, which is patience in action. A lot of times we are called to persevere through something while we're praying for God's will to be revealed to us. And I believe probably even more so as I'm getting older that the quiet time that we spend with God every day in the, just the, the, the quiet places of our hearts, the quiet places of our minds where we're seeking the Lord, that is really where he wants us to be. That is where he can be found. And you guys, listen, God wants to show you his will. He wants the best for you. He's always committed to showing us how to follow a specific plan that he has designed for each one of our lives. And the other thing that's important to remember is that uh, God's not this pie-in-the-sky sort of ethereal creature that doesn't care about you. He loves you. He created you, the Bible says, with a plan and a purpose. And his will for your life is both knowable and provable. Let's look at Romans 12 for just a second. Romans 12, 12 says, don't conform any longer to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So I've studied this passage with women at events that I've uh, taught the Bible out over the years. And I want you to look at something. I'll try to put a slide up for this if I can can do that because I have a really great slide for this because this verse happens in sequence. Let's look at it. What's the first thing? So if you want to know, what God's will is for your, for your life, Romans 12 basically lays it out. Romans 12, 12. The first thing, don't be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world. God is interested in your heart. So while the world may look at results, the world may look at, uh, at money, the, the world might look at status, the world might look at an election result or maybe a parenting outcome, God is looking at your heart. And he wants our hearts to be conformed to his. In other words, he wants us to want to want to please him, right? And, and uh, I've said for years, if, if I'm stuck in something, I will often say to the Lord, Father, give me my want to back. I want to want to spend time with you. I want to want to be a wonderful mother. I want to want to uh, whatever it is that I'm struggling with. It's, it's, you know, I fell off the exercise wagon, or I'm having a hard time getting into, the, into my Bible, and I know that that's where I'm supposed to be. And so often— We can come before the Lord and say, Father, give us our want to back. And the first step is, Father, help me to want to not be conformed any longer to the patterns of this world. When we are, uh, as long as we're living and breathing on planet Earth, we are going to struggle like crazy with our sin nature. We just will. And God says, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world. So how do you get away from that? Well, the next clue is there. Be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind so the child of god refuses to be conformed to the world and he allows himself instead to be transformed by the spirit when that happens our minds are renewed according to the things of god and then we can know the will of god and so that's the first step father give me the want to i want to want to be conformed to your will i want to obey you i want my life to please you and god will give you uh the ability to be able to do that through the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit. So there's a lot of ways that we can help take notice of what God is doing in our lives, what he might be speaking, how he is directing, where he wants us to go, relationships he wants us to form or even break off. And I'm going to give you just a few of them today. And this is not an exhaustive list, but it's something that uh, the Lord's really helped me and my husband in our decisions over the years. Uh, The first thing that that we always kind of look for is a restless spirit Uh, years ago i want to say it was probably in the probably in the late 1990s when jay was a pastor and we had a restlessness in our spirit like we just knew didn't really know why but we were becoming restless where we were and jay's uncle was also a pastor at the time and we went out to dinner with him one night we were just telling him how restless we felt and he said that he had noticed over his years of walking with the Lord that a lot of times that restlessness is a sign from the Lord. It's a, it's a spirit thing saying, hey, get ready. I'm going to move you to a different season, a different assignment. Something is happening. There's a shift that's happening. And I felt this restlessness when our daughter Savannah was in the public school. I was a super fan of any kind of education <laughs> except for homeschooling. Because I didn't want to do it. I didn't have a frame of reference for it. I couldn't understand why people would want to do that. But the Lord began to stir in me a certain amount of restlessness about where Savannah was. And sometimes God gets our attention by making us feel restless. And so if you experience that restlessness sort of deep inside uh, and, and you can't really identify it, maybe it's time to stop and say, Lord, why do I feel This unease, this unrest, this restlessness in my spirit. Are you trying to say something to me? And then we need to learn to wait for further directions. You know, because I think it's it's easy uh, for us to lose that perseverance. We want the answer right now. I mean, we live in a microwave society where we just want to, you know, press that 30-second timer or say that 30-second prayer. And often, God doesn't work that way. There have been things that my family and I and, and just me and myself have, have been praying for for years. And I am still praying for God's clear direction and clear answer to those prayers. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. Families have a lot going on. Uh, The Bible says in James 4.17 that we should be busy doing the good that we know what to do. So we know for sure that that is in the will of God, right? James 4.17 says, for whoever knows the right thing to do and doesn't do it, for him that is sin. And wow, there's a great, uh, you know, it kind of goes back to, you know, I saw God put this person in my life and it just must be the Lord, except for it goes against his will. And some of you are listening to this and you're like, duh, you know, that's a no-brainer. But it's amazing what we can talk ourselves into, even though we may know it's wrong when we want something, when there's something in our heart that we wish that we could have. It's amazing what we can talk ourselves into, which is why we go back to Romans 12, 12. Lord, help me be conformed to the image of your son. Help me to want what you want. Uh, As part of John 5, 30, Jesus declared That he didn't live according to his own will, but he submitted to his Father. Paul tells us that we are to live in, again, back to Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Listen to this. Uh, We should live our lives as, quote, a holy sacrifice, a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship God. Don't copy the behavior and customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person. Again, we're going to go back to that verse by changing the way you think, and then you'll learn to know what God's will is for you. So are you guys hearing hearing what I'm saying? Are you picking up what I'm putting down? Once we bring our hearts and our minds into submission to God's will, which we do by reading his word, by understanding his character, by living a life that pleases him. That's when we begin to notice his will for our lives. And as Jay and I, you know, felt that restlessness about Savannah and we took it before the Lord, God made it increasingly clear that he wanted us to take her out of the public school and begin the homeschool journey for her. And uh, that was the Lord because he changed my mind. First, he changed my heart and then he changed the heart of my husband and that started with that restlessness that 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 feeling of man something's just not right and you guys there's a there's a huge i think part of me that that you know can be just like you can feel like i need to do something that's going to make somebody else feel happy or make someone else feel good about a decision that we have decided Uh, between my husband and myself or in our family and when we took our oldest daughter for example out of public school we were roundly criticized I think pretty darn close to every person in my family was going hey why are you guys doing that that's a dumb decision aren't you worried about socialization Heidi you don't have a teaching credential you can't teach your children don't you want time to yourself and in fact I needed to learn to tune out those voices, so that I could better tune my heart and my ears to hear the voice of God. The next thing that God will often need to get our attention is by using the words of other people. So, if in a, a short period of time, people start coming up to you and just saying the same thing over and over again, you can pretty much be sure that it that it's likely that God's trying to get through to you. I have a fantastic—I don't want to go over time today—but I uh, I had a fantastic encounter with. Uh, with the lord years ago when jay and i were out on the road one summer and we often took our kids out in the motor home and we'd be out you know for 3 4 months at a time moving from city to city and encouraging people about education and these were while it was exciting and god had asked us to do it and we certainly grew a lot it was also very challenging it was a very hard way to make a living cuz we were often taking donations out on the road it was hot sometimes the air conditioning wouldn't work and we pulled into a very small church in, I don't know, nowhere Alabama. And people in the Pacific Northwest complain about humidity, and they shouldn't, because nobody here really understands humidity. If you want to know humidity, go to Virginia, go to Louisiana, go to Mississippi, head to Florida. We had never been to the South, and certainly not in the deep South. And here we are in Alabama in the, uh, just the hot of summer. It was August night. And I don't think the temperature dropped down below 98 degrees. It was just hot and sticky. And we were tired and cranky and felt discouraged. And and I was set to speak for this little tiny group at a little tiny church. And I remember coming out that that evening, we'd had an incident with one of our kids and they were fighting this kind of like was the icing on the cake, right? The kids get in an argument. And I ended up, you know, walking out to the motorhome with him and just be like, you know, we're going to go to bed early tonight and blah, blah, blah. And we're arguing with each other. And I see this figure get out of what looked to me to be a Volkswagen bus, like an old Volkswagen bus. And I'm waiting to see, you know, who who is this, who is this shadowy figure? And I tell my kids sort of, you know, hey, get behind me because I don't know if I'm going to get shot and killed in the parking lot in a church parking lot in Alabama, but it sure felt like it for a minute. And this figure came up to me, and he said, are you Heidi St. John? And I just kind of looked at him. I was like, yes, you know, who wants to know? And he said, I have something for you. And he hands me, you guys have heard this story before, some of you. He handed me a $100 bill. And he said, God wants you to know that he loves you. He's never going to leave you. He will never forsake you. He's proud of you. And your family is loved. Well. You guys, we you could have heard a pin drop. My my kids, who just you know two seconds earlier been crying and upset, and they were in trouble. I mean, you you couldn't hear a thing. They were just standing there with their mouths open because this had happened before, multiple times before, and all during that trip, which was some of the most difficult times we've had as a family. God provided breadcrumbs along the way. It happened in hotels. It happened at rest areas. It happened two days before we left on the trip, and these people would come up, and they would say the same thing over and over again. It got to the point where my kids were looking for these people, and they were like angels. And most of the time, I never, in fact, only one time did I ever see that person again. But God uses people. And if that's happening to you, ask the Lord, Lord, what is it that you're trying to say? In this case, I think God was trying to say, don't give up don't grow weary in doing good because if you don't give up, you will reap a harvest of joy. So hang in there, you guys. God wants to speak. Another way that that God speaks to us and we can kind of know, hey, we're moving in the direction of God's will is maybe an unusual blessing might come our way. And God might bless us with something that, that um, gets our attention or answers a prayer. That's certainly the story of the Homeschool Resource Center. As you guys know, this building was donated to us. And right now we're in the process of trying to purchase a new building because we've absolutely outgrown this. We need administrative space so that we can start helping people around the country open their own resource centers. We have such a big vision for what God's asked us to do. And I think I told you that in December, we were given an $8 million gift toward the building. You guys, that's a miracle. <laughs> and we we are like, okay, Lord, is this what you want us to do? And it sure seems like that's the direction that God is pushing And he's opening doors. Does it mean it will always be easy? No. But God makes his heart known towards us. He is a good father. Sometimes God answers a prayer that we have in our hearts with no. And uh, I'm teaching on this uh, first for an, an online conference. Then I'll be doing probably the same workshop around the country. But sometimes the answer is no. And when the answer is no, we can be assured that it's no for a reason that God works all things together for our good. He might remain silent to our prayers and not answer them as a way of prompting us to maybe look deeper inside of our hearts. Maybe there's something that that we need to settle with the Lord or a sin that we need to be made aware of or a shortcoming. Maybe there's an area of our lives that God is trying to get our attention in. And oftentimes he will use that, uh, that no and that disappointment in our lives to bring us closer to Him. In the same way, He can use disappointment and even defeat, allowing setbacks in our lives so that we don't chart our own course. Men and women, God wants us to be dependent on Him, and it's very easy for us to think, well, we're dependent on a job, you know, a good salary, or we're dependent on uh, our, you know, our spouse to make us happy in our marriages, or our children, or whatever it is for our happiness. And God wants to be the source of all of those things. And so oftentimes that no, that wall that we hit, that disappointment, that, that seemingly unanswered prayer, the answer was always there. It just wasn't what we wanted. And God's trying to keep us from charting our own course. One thing in the last couple of minutes that I have today that I want to encourage you to not do is to worry about making a mistake when it comes to following God or mishearing him and choosing to make a decision because we, we, you thought you heard the Lord and then feeling like, what if it's not right? What if I make a wrong decision? You guys, I started off the show today by reminding you that God is interested in your heart. He's looking at your heart. Is your heart to hear him? Is your heart to obey? Uh, that's half the battle. And I think sometimes the, the enemy can come in and instead of the joy that God wants us to have in the decision-making process, the enemy fills our heart with fear or doubt or disappointment or dis, dis, a distrust of, of the process that God may have us going through. But I want to encourage you, God loves you. According to 2 Timothy 1, 7, he hasn't given you a fear, a spirit rather of fear. And fear of making mistakes often keeps us from stepping out in faith, even when we hear the clear call of God on our lives. Years ago, when we were trying to make the decision, my husband was uh, trying to make a decision as to whether or not he would leave his, his job, a secure job in the pastorate, and we would move into a season of, of uh, working with homeschoolers, God used our son Skylar to speak to us and encourage us and remind us of things that we had already known but just forgotten because we were afraid. We were afraid that we'd make a mistake, afraid to step out in faith, even though we knew in our hearts, and this is what the, the direction that God was asking us to go, uh, we needed that confirmation from his word. Listen, God loves you. He already loves you. He's already for you. He died for you when you didn't love him or care about him. And he's full of joy. He wants you to walk with him. The Bible says in Psalm 103, verse 14, that God remembers that we are dust to dust we were made and from dust we were made and to dust we will return. He understands how fragile we are. No one knows you better than your creator. No one knows you better than the one who made you. God made you. And in Isaiah 42 verse 3, it says, a bruised reed he will not break. He's a good father. And so even if we chart a wrong course, even if we make a mistake. If we make that mistake and the heart was to hear of the Lord, God sees your heart. He's listening and he corrects us gently. And I think he's pleased when we are working uh, at, to the best of our ability to hear his voice and follow him. Here's the bottom line. If you want to discern the will of God, walk with God. Walk with him. How do you walk with him? You spend time with him in prayer. You are in his word. You are asking the Lord to illuminate the path in front of you through his word and through prayer and through words of exhortation from other people and through signs and through circumstances and through a restlessness in your spirit or whatever it is that you're saying, Lord, I want to submit to you all of my will, my own will, all of my expectations, because I know that you are good and that your plans for me are better than any plan that I could ever devise on my own. That is the exciting part about walking with God. And for all the years that I have been walking with the Lord and watching my husband do the same, we have had some some very difficult moments and even some heartbreaking moments. But you know what? God has been faithful, faithful to bring us around. So seek wisdom inside of your community. The Bible says wisdom is found in the counsel of many. And then don't allow fear to rob you of the ability to say yes to God and jump out onto that, uh, unknown, uh, onto that unknown water, whatever it is, whether it's homeschooling your kids, making that move, trying a new job, uh, whatever it is, God is a good father. And the Bible says his plans for you are good. The key is to listen for and then obey Is voice. That is the key to discovering what the will of God is. And it's what a time, you guys, what a time to be a Christian. Uh, It really is. Speaking of being a Christian and what a time that is, at the beginning of the month of April, my brand new study, Supernatural, is launching. Uh, I'm going to be taking you through the first 11 chapters of the book of Genesis, and I'm thrilled to be able to do it for this time because everything that we need to know about the world that we live in is addressed in those first few chapters of the book of Genesis. And the questions that uh, are being asked today, you know, whether or not there are two genders, what does God say about marriage? What is it about human life? Where do we come from? Where are we going? Those questions are answered, and it's an extraordinary study. I hope you guys will join me. And uh, we have a very big announcement coming up, and this study is open to everyone. So I hope that you will join me. And, uh, and sign up today. You can sign up right now at Mom Strong International. You don't have to be a mom to join that study. And we'll talk about that a little bit more next week. But I want to just invite you to sign up so you don't miss the opportunity to study the book of Genesis with me in the month of April and May. It's going to be a fantastic opportunity. Also want to let you guys know that I am right now headed, even as we speak, I'm going to be heading to Round Rock. I leave tomorrow morning. And if you're anywhere in the area uh, in Texas, come on out. If you're on the fence, consider this the still, small voice of the Holy Spirit in your life. Come out, because there's something precious about meeting in person and finding the encouragement that you need. And I believe that God wants to speak to you this weekend. So I will be there, along with a bunch of other wonderful speakers for the Teach Them Diligently Convention. Uh, It's being held at a resort in Round Rock, Texas. I've been there a couple of times. It's a beautiful location. Bring your kids. They can play in a water park, and you guys can come and get the encouragement that you need to fill your tank to finish out this year strong. So check it out this weekend. I'll be in Round Rock. The following weekend, I will be speaking for uh, Answers in Genesis at the Answers for Women Conference. You're not going to want to miss it. This is an opportunity to be inspired and encouraged and get to know the Word of God better. You guys, we appreciate you. We would love it if you would help us as we begin to raise the money that we need. As, a, as I've told you before, that building is $16.4 million. We've raised about 14 and a half of that. And we are asking you, our brothers and sisters in Christ, to come alongside us and help us. Every little bit helps. And you can send that to us at uh, 11100, Northeast 34th Circle, Vancouver, Washington, 98682. Or you can just give online. Uh, the giving link will be in the show notes today, or you can find out specifically about this particular opportunity at fpfgrow.com. That's Firmly Planted Family Grow, G-R-O-W, We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you back here again tomorrow, right here at the intersection of faith and culture.